know. Um, and so we're just going to, you know, break it down day by day, kind of what we did. Um, and, you know, things that we recommend, things that you should kind of look out for, you know, type of things. So plan ahead for me. Plan ahead. We're notorious <laughs> for not planning ahead very well. We try. Don't <laughs> learn from our mistakes. Um, so, yeah. So we're going to, you know, start with day one. Day one. Day one. So we started off at the Magic Kingdom bright and early. <clears throat> 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Uh, what time did we get up and leave? We I set my alarm for like 5.15. Yeah. But... So we were so we were in St. Pete the night before, um, and so we had to get up and drive from St. Pete to Orlando. Um, Apparently, it's one and a half hours, not with traffic. Right. So the reason why we got to Magic Kingdom though so early is because we were doing um, a backstage tour that we both have never done a tour um, before. I happen to have seen this one um, on a vlog. And I was like, yeah, that seems interesting. And so I just looked up, you know, the price and everything. And actually, they were, like, reasonably priced. Yeah, they were nice. And with my pass holder discount, it was, like, $88 Total for both for of us. us. Yeah. yeah, so normally it's, like, $50 if you're not an annual pass holder, which is still really good. Um, so when we booked it, <laughs> they were like, okay, so check-in is at 7.45 a.m. <laughs> and we were like, oh, okay, great. Perfect. We can totally do we that. We can make it. Sure. Um, also, though, FYI, if you're going to do this tour or any of the Magic Kingdom tours, you apparently have to park at the Contemporary And walk over. And walk up. We were not told that. Unless it's extra magic hours for Magic Kingdom that morning. Yeah. Then the monorails will be running. So we did luck out with that because we say, were late. Yeah. That was our saving grace is that we were able to hop on the monorail and uh, make it over to the resort because or to the park because at first we were like there's no way we're going to make it because I think totally missed the exit, missed to, the the exit contemporary. to contemporary you know in <laughs> true us fashion um so yeah so we booked it to the monorail booked it off the monorail um i think we made it with like i think we we're only like three minutes late like we weren't horribly late there were people there that hadn't picked up their name tags right. and things as well um there was a well stack of 10 name tags when we grabbed ours and those people still didn't come so right so we were fine, we were fine. We totally made it, made it. <clears throat> perfect timing um so yeah uh just fyi these tours normally started like um, on the dot on the dot um just you because do not have time to get food eat no. before you go or you will be very hungry granted though they are different types of tours so like if you do the long, like ours is three hours um if you do the longer like uh, Keys to the Kingdom tour, mm -hmm. those type of things will include a breakfast, lunch. a lunch. It's usually the lunch. Yeah, depending on what, which one you do, you can always look into stuff. I would get a snack before you went. If you're anything like me, I am not very magical without a snack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we didn't have breakfast. We didn't have anything. And so we had to <clears throat> eat immediately after the tour. Which the tour ended around 11. Yeah, like, it was like 11. Because by the time we walked into Pinocchio's, it was like 11.30. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, uh, we started the tour right at AM, um, and our tour guide was very good, like, and he does both tours, he does the Marceline's Magic Kingdom, and he also does, well, um, very, very informative, like, he is, like, this is... Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, he was really Probably good. because he was from Louisiana, that's <laughs> just... <laughs> that is true, he was from Louisiana, um, little He's... boy. He started on his college program and never went home, like most of us. Right. <laughs> um, so we started off, and we started off on Main Street, and he was telling us different things about 
you know, Walt's life and how he wanted Main Street, Main Street to look um, and all the different little details about things that you wouldn't really notice if you're just walking down Main Street. Just really neat. To, yeah, it was know, cool. You kind of appreciate the things after you, you know, go on this tour and you're like, oh, that's what he left. So I thought that was really cool. So we went down Main Street, kind of hit the little highlights there. Um, we walked over to, um, like, Liberty Square, mm-hmm. and he was still talking about um, how Walt was such an American and things like that. So we started talking about the Hall of Presidents. Right. And, um, the Hall of the Presidents. Hall of Presidents. <laughs> it's my favorite ride. <laughs> um, and then he was talking about how, um, you know, this backstory to Walt with the whole, um, an evening with Abraham Lincoln, which mm-hmm. is the main, or the, still the same thing that they had at Disneyland. Well, I knew... I think they do have it at Disneyland, is mm-hmm. what he was saying. But he had started it, the animatronics for the World's Fair in Chicago, is what yes. they were saying. Mm-hmm. That's where it came to be. Yep. And he had found that little bird in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like an animatronic bird, and he took it, and he was like, we can make this better. Yeah. Then it ended up getting like a cashmere sweater or something. Yeah, so he was saying how him and Lillian were actually in New Orleans um, visiting, and they happened to walk by one of the tour shops, you know, tours shops that happened to be a um little talking parrot that was kind of one of those things where you speak into it and then it repeats what you say kind of like those little things that you see at Cracker Barrel right those parrots. um so Walt saw this little mechanical bird and thought you know what we can do something better for the park we can totally use use this as a base of what we were trying to do and then they were saying how <clears throat> you know they did through all these different trials with the Imagineers and things and Walt was like no I need more like, he wanted the, besides the bird, just to talk and have it, you know, timed with the with the voice track or whatever. He also wanted the bird to breathe. Mm-hmm. He wanted the bird to blink. He wanted, you know, all these different things. And so they were having issues with the bird breathing with the feathers. Because it would, like, the feathers would go everywhere or it would look just... Mm-hmm. And then um, our tour guide was saying how, I think he said it was Harriet, right? It was Harriet, the first woman Imagineer. Yes. Um, happened to notice that when Walt walked in that day, he was wearing a cashmere sweater. Um, and so she noticed how easily the cashmere moved when Walt moved. Mm-hmm. And so she basically got that idea to take the base of the bird and cover it in cash. I thought that was a cool yeah, little that was tidbit. a cool little tidbit, yep. Um, so then, uh, from Liberty Square, we walked over to Hun Mansion. Woo! Um, and he told us so many different things that you wouldn't notice, too. Like, in the queue, there's all these different little cashmeres mm-hmm. that work on the, on the, uh, attraction. You'll have um, to check it out yourself. We're not going to tell you all yeah, the we're not, secrets. We're not going to tell you everything. Um, so that was really cool. We spent a good amount of time in the queue there, um, looking at everything, and then we actually got to ride the ride, which was really neat. With him voicing in the background, he was say, telling us yeah. as we went. We had everybody had their own little earpiece, so we could hear him on his mic. Um, and he told us all these different little cool things that you can notice um, throughout the ride. And then we actually left Han Mansion. We thought that was it. And then he was like, actually, we're going to go and go behind the scenes. I'm still not going to tell you what we looked at in case you want to go see it. Right. Um, but it is definitely worth it. <laughs> it was super We cool. will tell you that we got to go inside the Haunted Mansion. Yes. So We, we will actually, not tell you what we saw or right. how they do things, but we did get to go inside. So. We went inside behind the scenes while the attraction was running. So it was... It was awesome. It was awesome, yeah. Um, <clears throat> really recommend the store. Uh, so where did we go from there? So then we, you oh, know, Winnie, Winnie the Pooh? we walked over through Fantasyland, and that's when, that was one of my moments that I really liked, is mm-hmm. when we passed the carousel, he started telling us the story 
about how oh. Walt Disney's kids didn't even know that their dad was the Walt Disney and how his little girl said after school one day, Dad, are you Walt Disney? And he said, yeah, I'm Walt Disney. And she said, no, are you the Walt Disney? That kind of gave me chills because mm -hmm. I never heard any of those stories. So I guess when he went home, that was family time. And when he was working, he was working. So I really enjoyed hearing, yeah. you know, <laughs> how he made the stories at home come to life for his kids when he read them stories and stuff. But he never actually told them who he was or what he had created for the public. So yeah. I like that he was such <laughs> a family guy. Yeah. And that really... <clears throat> Because he told us a story about Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> it's Florida. Florida pollen. <laughs> yeah, right. I, and I already <laughs> took a allergy pill earlier. Still not helping. Um, so it made me appreciate Winnie the Pooh a lot more. Right. When we wrote that. Because we always skip that one, let's be yeah. honest. Nobody waits in I was line a little for resentful Pooh. when I got rid of Mr. Toad for Winnie the Pooh. But now... Now we know why. I say, now knowing the backstory, it's not as bad. It was his daughter's, one of their favorite, favorite books. books so... so. I'll let it we'll slide. Take, we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so from there, then we went on to uh, Carousel of Progress. After running through a rainstorm. <laughs> in true uh, Florida fashion. I have to say, a five-minute rainstorm. <laughs> it was really hard, though. It was, yeah. It, <laughs> Trying to get my cast through my jacket while running fun. and holding a bottle of water. We got left for a, little, a second there from the group. Totally. We made it. <laughs> um, so yeah, then we went to Carousel of Progress, learned a little history about that. Again, like we said, we're not going to tell you everything um, that we were told. But. but check out the Carousel of Progress. A lot of people pass it I up. Know, that's one of my or, favorites. Or, like me, they do nap through it, which if I've done it 150 times, which I have, okay, I get it. But really take a look at it. If you've notice never done all it before, the details. Right. If you've never done it before, go ride it. You know, look at the videos beforehand, too, with Walt and the, the Sherman brothers. The boys. The boys. Um, and it's just really cool because that was Walt's baby. Like, that was his. It's Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Like, that was right. his from finish to end. So, definitely, like, if you've never done it, don't just walk by it. Just definitely go. It's an oldie bitty bitty. After we got done with Carousel of Progress, after tour. Set like our said, farewells. Set our farewells. Um, like I said, it ended, I mean, it was pretty straightforward. Three hours. We got done around 11, 11, 15-ish. Mm -hmm. um, and by that time, we were starving. So, we were yes. trying to figure out what to eat. Um, and we wound up eating lunch at... Pinocchio's Village House. Okay. And I, it's been a long time since I've been there. I mean, I've been there before. It's been a while, especially since they've gotten the new food. Right. Um, but it, you don't know the actual name of it. It's the restaurant that is attached to It's a Small World. So it's the restaurant that you see when you're starting off at It's a Small World, and you see everybody sitting up there eating. Right. It's that restaurant. It's behind the carousel. Yes. Um, very, I, I was... Really impressed with the food. The Disney has definitely stepped it up on their quick service food. And yeah. They have like, a lot more options that are healthy, not just cheeseburgers. Mm -hmm. It's not just your basic chicken tenders, cheeseburgers, right. and, you know, whatever. Um, so I got a, uh, it was a Caprice flatbread, and it had, like, balsamic vinaigrette. It was thing. huge. It was, it was a nice size. Like, I was kind of weary thinking it was going to be a very small portion. It was a nice size portion. It was really good. Um, so I got that and a drink. She didn't even share. I didn't I, even get to taste it. I, she did not. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't going to let you try this, but I'm really hungry, and this is really good. So I ate everything. Um, and you got the... 
I got the chicken parmesan sandwich, which was actually very good. And then what I was really surprised about is I love tomato soup. So I was like, oh, I'm going to try their tomato basil soup. Oh, my goodness. It was so good. Yeah, it was really good. I could have used a lot more of that. Yeah. So now I know next time I'll probably get a flatbread and, and a soup. soup. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. So that was, I mean, that filled me up for a long while. Right, like, we didn't eat for... Nothing until dinner, like, well, after the park. Oh, we got stuff right before the fireworks. Like little snacks. Snacks, and we had, of course, a Dole Whip. Yeah, of course. We actually had the pineapple upside down cake, which is really good. Mm -hmm. So after we got our lunch, we went and walked around some more. Um, Did we go get the cards after we ate? At one point, we went and picked up the uh, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom Right, the game you had been wanting to play. Because I really wanted to check it out. Um, So basically what this is, it's kind of like a... If anybody's ever done the Kim Possible, what used to be Kim Possible, and, it, and then it turned into Phineas and Ferb. I'm not sure if it's still Phineas and Ferb. Or if it's I don't even know if now. they have anything Or now. if they even have it now. Not but sure. it was like a um, scavenger hunt type thing in Epcot, where they would give you, when it was aging a little bit, I think. <laughs> but when it first came out, it was Kim Possible. And so you would go, and they would give you like a little beeper, or like a little phone, and you would get your mission. And so you'd have to go from different little points in the park to um, release a clue to find out where your next part was going to be. And it would, you know, have different little things that would interact, like with animatronics or a screen or whatever. And that's how it was in Epcot. So basically the same thing in Magic Kingdom, except you get cards. So your cards are your spells. So, the, you know, the whole premise is you're helping out Merlin defeat the villains in Magic Kingdom, and there's different little keyholes that you have to mm-hmm. find, and then you have to step on the certain little crest and then once you come to the villain or you know one of the villains your spell so you get a base pack um i was very excited because my base pack had rapunzel in it my too that was like the main card that i really wanted but it's also kind of cool because you can trade out cards kind of like the disney pin trading so when you leave you have to go to the firehouse that is right when you walk into the park on the left hand side that is where you pick up your base pack that's where they explain everything to you and it's nice because they link it to your magic band Mm -hmm. so you don't have to have anything separately to activate the keyhole, we just use your magic band to open the portal, and then it goes through the whole spiel. However, you can't play as a group, so no. if you well, want to play, like if I wanted to play, I would have had to have been separate. I still get a yes. base pack, but I would have had to register myself. Yes, because each person that's registered, they only connect one person as the person to unlock the portal, so you have to, if you want to do it separately, you have to, you know. Yeah, if everybody own, wants to right. cast a spell, you need to register separately. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so our first, um, clue was to go to Adventureland, which was fine. But in Adventureland, they're really spread out and they're really, you have to really like look at your map and really see where you're going. Cause you can like walk right past it and not even notice that you're walking by them. Right. Um, so in Adventureland, they're kind of spread out. So it's a little bit of walking involved. Um, but it's still really neat. Um, granted though, in Adventureland, one of them did not work. Yeah. That but, was a... Disappointing. It was kind of a little bit of a letdown. The uh, screen itself did not work at all. The, you could um, hear the voices. You could hear the voices, but you couldn't see what was happening on the screen. So that was the only eh, thing about it. And then you also have to be very um, accurate of where you're holding your card because sometimes it will... Right. So what I found is if you take the card and face it towards the... There's like a little camera that you can see. If you point it towards the camera on the left-hand side, it usually reads your card a lot better. I found out after 
fumbling with one of them that I couldn't cast a spell on anything, and I was like, what's happening? Am I doing this wrong? She had no um, magic. I had no magic, I feel. So, come to find out later on, if you point it towards the left-hand camera, it picks it up really quickly. Um, but it's kind of cool, because you don't have to use a certain card. Um, you can just use all your cards to kind of see what each character's um, power is, and mm -hmm. what the spell does, which is kind of cool. And each thing is, like, themed differently, like... And I finally got to use Rapunzel's card. She has, like, a whip-like thing with her hair, so you see her hair come out and, you know, whip on the screen. Um, Mr. I was excited there was a Mr. Toad card. Mm -hmm. And you run, uh, do that one. It's him, like, you know, you see tire tracks running over stuff. So it's it's cool to see all the different little things. Um, it's definitely something for the family to do. Yeah. There was a lot of families doing it with the kids, and that and was it, nice. Yeah. Gives them a break from just walking around and doing nothing. And it, it lasts a while, too. They said there's five portals in each land, except for Tomorrowland, because they said that doesn't really fit the theme with it. Mm -hmm. um, but there's five um, portals in each land, um, and there's, she said it could be like nine hours total or yeah, something five to, to, to nine catch hours. all the villains and everything. Once you catch all the villains, um, you can always come back to the park and get more cards and things like that. And it was nice when we first got our base pack, because as soon as we walked out the firehouse, they had a lady there with a book, and they you know, have, um, all the different cards, and you walk up and you just trade out any, any of the cards that you want to trade out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the ones that we went to in Adventureland on the fireplace. Right. People were doing, and I guess, like... In. Yeah. People were just kind of doing a thing where they would leave cards, and then people would pick up cards and kind of trade them on there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was, it was fun. I really liked the ones in, um, Fantasyland. I thought they were themed really cool, and all right. those worked really well, and they were in close proximity. They are very close. So it was a lot we easier. We could do to it get, quickly. Yeah, it was a lot easier to get through that one. Unfortunately, I didn't get to do any of the ones on Main Street, but it was also the end of the night. Very sleepy. Yeah. But, yeah, I, you know, highly recommend it. The game's really fun. It's really cute. You know, I think kids would really enjoy it. And the cards look cool. It's another thing that the kids can get into. Great. So. A lot of people had, like, the whole oh, pack. Yeah, a lot of people had a lot of packs. Um, so you can definitely continue on with it even afterwards. So, um, so yeah, we, you know, started playing that, um, early on after lunch. And then we just kind of walked around and we had some fast passes for some things. Thankfully, we got to ride some of the rides with our tour, so right. kind of knocked out some of those. We were able to do Haunted Mansion, Winnie the Pooh, and the Carousel, Carousel. of Progress. Mm -hmm. So that's three. And then we... I had a fast pass that I had gotten for Thunder Mountain mm -hmm. and Space Mountain. And Ariel. And Ariel. Because Michelle yeah. loves the Ariel ride. I do. So. So we did those. Mm -hmm. And then we were not able to get a fast pass for Seven Dwarves Mine Train. It's pretty much impossible. Yeah. But we did have, unless you have magical friends that make magical moments happen. So we were able to actually finally ride that ride. Um, I really enjoyed it. I know a lot of people don't like it. Right. A lot of people say, oh, it's definitely, I don't, I don't know if it's worth the wait. I wouldn't wait two right. hours. Or... And I think that's what it is. I think right. they wait two and three hours and they get on and it lasts 30 seconds and they're yeah. like, okay. Yeah, no, I think it. it was cute. I mean, I enjoyed it. Maybe because it was magical for us. Yeah, because we got in so quickly. We, we were like, like oh, this on. is nice. I had done it before, but I had actually forgotten most of the details because we waited so long. So by the time I got in, I think yeah, I was just like, like yeah. whatever. No, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I felt like they had bigger like dips than they do on Thunder Mountain. Mm -hmm. um, I really thought the little animatronics were really cool. I thought the gems looked really pretty in there. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I really liked it. And I thought it was kind of cool how it, like, went back and forth. It swayed. Like, your cart sways, swings, because it's a log. Yeah. Like, the log's moving through. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I I thought it was really cute. I thought it was really well done. Um, And I think that we learned, well, I'm not going to say on tour, but I really liked the end of the the ride, too, with the little little animatronics. I thought it was cute. Just a little surprise at the end. Yeah. little ode to an old ride. Yeah. So, yeah, I really enjoyed the mine train. Um, we did have a break before the mine train, though. Remember, we left Magic Kingdom. Oh, yes, we did. Um, so, we, we did so much this weekend. Yes, so we did. we probably will, like, <laughs> overlook things. Um, so, yes, um, we actually left Disney for a little bit because we went over to the, is it the Orange County Convention Center? Yeah. Um, and picked up our press passes for Megacon. Woohoo! So, um, Megacon graciously granted us press passes, and we went and picked them up. <clears throat> and we were also we're going to take the day to kind of, like, get the layout of the land. Right. I had never been to this convention before. This was Jessica's first Comic-Con convention. I had never been to any convention. I'm about to say, any convention. Or Megacon. <clears throat> so I kind of wanted to let her see the floor, see how it's kind of laid out. She also had a photo op this weekend. So yes, I, wanted, I did. I wanted her to see where the photo op area was going to be. Um, this convention is massive. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot bigger than I anticipated. Um, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> um, so it was, it, I mean, it was nice. Uh, you know, it's definitely, um, one of the bigger conventions that I've been to in a while, um, besides San Diego. But I mean, they have a lot of people that come out for this yeah, um, convention. Yeah, it was huge. It was packed. Um, especially vendor-wise and artist-wise. Um, so we, we walked around, kind of saw where everything was, kind of hit up Artist Alley a little bit. Um... When saw where the celebrity, you know, autograph signing mm-hmm. was, where the photo ops were. Um, we didn't stay too long. We kind of... No, we stayed like, maybe I don't know, an hour, an hour or so. Maybe. We parked really far away. Well, no, that the, was the second day. The first day we parked pretty Again, close. Again, all a blur. Yeah, the first day we parked pretty close because it wasn't as crowded on Saturday as it was on Saturday. Um, parked pretty close and it was nice because they were doing a discount and thing on parking, because mm-hmm. usually it's supposed to be $15 to park right. at the convention center, and it's only $10 for a Megacon. Um, that was right. really nice. That was nice. Um, so yeah, we just walked around for about an hour, kind of got the lay of the land, and then we went back to Magic Kingdom. So, off, back off to Disney we went. Um, so then after we got back is when we went and rode Lion Train, um, after we got back from Megacon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we walked around for a little bit more, um, so then we went and did Thunder Mountain, or Space Mountain. Best I thought that was before it. we left. I don't remember. I don't At know. At one point. We, we did it. I'm about to say. That's we, it. We, we did it. We rode the rides. I think we came back because now with the fireworks, it it's a little annoying to me. But if you want to see the fireworks because of the projections on the castle, if you want to see anything and be able to tell what things are, you have to literally line up or stake out your spot two hours in advance. So when we ran back in, we rode mine train, and then we got snacks, and I went and sat in front of the castle, and Michelle went to get some snacks. By the time she came back, when we sat down the castle in front, the circle was completely empty. By the time she came back, like, less than 10 minutes, it was completely full, and I had, like, my legs stretched out just trying to save her a spot to even sit. Yeah, that's nuts. It is so packed. And that's not just on a holiday weekend because, like I said, I'm a pass holder, so I go all the time. That is any night now I find that it's so packed. So if you want a good view of the fireworks, you need to get there 
early or you can do the dessert party package and then they have a roped off lawn that you can sit in. It's about, mm, I want to say it's for two people, Tony and I paid like a little over $200 for the dessert, thing. For the dessert party where you sit at Tomorrowland and then you get a special area to watch. You can go in that little roped off lawn. Is it worth it though? Like is it a good spot? We did it for the Halloween party and mm, hmm. I personally wouldn't say that it was worth it. But, you know, if you have a large party and you want to see the fireworks or if you've never done it before and, you know, it's your only time to ever be there, yeah, yeah. then yes, I would say it allows you to actually see the fireworks with, you know, without lining up so early because that's two hours that we could have been riding a ride or, yeah. you know, having a photo op somewhere. So it does limit yeah, you for depends. a couple of hours if you want to get up close. But they're good. They're worth seeing. I love the fireworks. Oh, yeah. Happily Ever After, I, you know, I was, I was torn because I really love Wishes, and I was very sad to see Wishes go, because um, Wishes, happily, <laughs> happily Ever After is still very good. Like, right. I, when I saw it the first time, I cried. No. So, um, yeah, it's great. The soundtrack is still good. Um, and the, and actually we sat a lot closer this time mm-hmm. to the castle, um, than we did the first time I saw it. So I got to appreciate and see a lot more of the animation on the castle. And you could see how well it interacts with the timing of the fireworks and with the timing of some of the laser stuff that they do with it. So that was really cool. So Right. I would advise to sit. We were very close because we had already seen the fireworks. But when you're that close, it's hard to see the fireworks and the animations. Mm -hmm. So getting that middle ground, like right where Walt and Mickey are in the main circle in front of the castle is like the best. But that's like, people start sitting there at 4 o'clock for 9.15 fireworks. Makes you think of like the Mardi Gras parades in New Orleans. Right, where they camp out. Camp out like hours or days in advance. Yeah, and just it's sit. a little much. So yeah, because we like we've been saying all weekend, there's like no slow time anymore at Disney World. Like even though it's Memorial Day weekend, it has been crazy. But last time I was here, it was not a holiday, and it was in right. October, and it's still like just nuts. So be prepared for the crowds <laughs> whenever you go. Like just don't ever think that you know. Oh, oh, it's going to be slow. It's yeah. January or February or March or any month that yeah. used to be slow. No, not anymore. I try every slow holiday that I used to go to. Like, not holiday. Like, any slow... They're holidays to me because people didn't go as much. But right. now it's still packed. So... You just been making her coffee in the back. <laughs> Sorry, I need a little... It's been a long weekend, Okay. <laughs> Another little pick me up. Um, so then we got to do after the fireworks. It was still we still had two hours left of the park yeah. of it being open. Yeah. So we went over to do Michelle's tangled photo. She has been wanting to do forever. Um, well, for the longest time, I thought that they only did it during um, parties, like when they had the Halloween party or when they had the um, the Christmas party. So I was like, no, at this one, I've seen someone got the photo. Someone I knew, I don't know, I can't remember who, but I just remember seeing someone post it. And I'm like, okay, well, I know it's not during a party because there's no parties going on right now. Right. So I'm like, I just want to go see if they happen to be doing it. Um, so they were. And I Surprise! Was, <laughs> I was very excited. Even though I look horrible in the photo. Oh, no, she doesn't. She I, does not look horrible. Um, I will still post it so people can see it. Um, but yes, I was very excited. I wanted to steal the lantern. Like, I just wanted to walk off with it. <laughs> 
Someone to be wanted like, to hold it above her head, and I was like, I that was, is not the rules, Michelle. The rules, that, you mean, can't you know, hold it above your head. That would have been so cool to like, make it look like it was floating. You know, I don't know. Maybe she's... It would have been. It's kind of heavy, though. It is It is a lot heavier. It's like, you know, one of those self-flighting things that has like a little button on the bottom. But it's still, it's really pretty. It does not have a button. It is lit by magic. Okay. But yes, it is very magical. And I was very excited about it. And plus, I've never seen the tangled section. I guess the, um, the tangled bathrooms. <laughs> I really hope they do something for tangled besides a restroom. But, um, yes, I was very excited to see tangled or the kingdom of Corona lit up at night. Because I had never seen it lit up at night. So that was really pretty and really cool to see. Oh, we found all the Pascals. Yes, and we finally found all the Pascals. I was very excited about that. Um, we were only missing like one or two right. from the last time that we had done it. I think it, so. we were so overlooking at that point that yeah. we missed them. And I think we counted one twice. I don't know. So we finally found them all. Proud of ourselves. <laughs> we finally found them. I'm sure the children have found them ages ago, but we found okay, them and yeah. we were excited. We finally got them. Um, so yeah, we're excited about that. Um, so after we did that, we went ride pirates. Yeah. After we yep. um, and got the tangled photo. Went rode pirates because um, I hadn't seen the new scene yet. They had put in. Um, so I'm sure, of course, like everyone's heard, that they replaced the auction scene. It's no longer we once the redhead. The redhead is now running the auction, and she's auctioning off different treasures and like art and things that because she's now a pirate as well. So it's different um, things that they have plundered, I guess. <laughs> Hey guys, well that's going to wrap it up for part one of Jessica and Michelle's Disney Girls trip. Uh, tune in next week, we'll go ahead and have part two, and then we're going to have two more parts after that. It's a four-parter. It's a big one. So hey, keep, <laughs> keep it locked into the Nerdy Girl podcast to listen to all of Michelle and Jessica's awesome Disney fun. After that, me and Michelle are going to talk about my Universal trip, and we're also going to talk a lot about Megacon, which was also during the girls' Disney trip. So yeah, we got a whole lot of stuff coming y'all's way. Stay tuned and stay nerdy. We love you guys. Bye.